Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is so good to be with you guys today. Um, If this is your first time joining us today, I want to say welcome. Um, Excited about this because what we're going to be doing is just going through a play-by-play notebook from today's training camp. Um, I got too many notes. (laughs) A lot of this is thanks to this guy. What is up, RTP? Uh, He he turned in. This dude's so clutch. We're hanging out at training camp, and he's helping me spot players and, you know, all this stuff. And he was just Johnny on the spot. Absolutely. Just good time hanging out as well. Um, Such a good day out there. Faithful just showing up. Shout out to um, David. Brandon and Kat, we got some awesome barbecue out there. Vicky was helping us out. Just had a great day. Um, and excited to share as many and as much notes as I possibly can before I got to go pick my son up at football practice, which uh, is. So uh, I think we got plenty of time to get through this. This is going to be fun. Love all the hashtag CCs. This is awesome. The countdown crew coming into effect. God, this is awesome. Um, so many awesome people. Matt, Celestial. Uh, we got Sin. What's up, girl? And the man, 49ers guru. If you guys have not followed Josh over on Twitter, you got to do it, man. This this dude, he is crushing it. The 49ers guru. Go give him. He is doing so much. If you have not started our 90-man roster series, 91 actually because we have a roster exemption, Josh is the heart and soul of that over there. Uh, Lots of other people help, but Josh has just been killing it. Love all the hashtag CCs. This is what's up. And we start off, we're coming in hot. Coming in hot. What's up, Phil? With the super chat, he says, hashtag CC, what's up with the Mike backup linebackers? Um, yeah, great question. It, it really does seem to be the way in which the Niners on defense, at least. Actually, no, I think this permeates offense as well. Vets are getting first crack, period. That's all there is. So your starters, the, the entrenched starters are what they are. But for the Mike position, for example. The backup mic has been DFF. Demetrius Flanagan fouls almost every day. Now, Marcelino McCray Ball's got some snaps there. You've seen Curtis Robinson get some snaps there. But 
DFF is getting first crack of that. It, even if you look at the third linebacker position, the same spot, which I think tells a similar story, Oren Burks and DFF, those are the only ones that have gotten snaps with the ones at that same spot. Look at the tight ends. When Kittle's not in there, it's Dwelly, Fumagalli, and Warner. Um, those are the guys. You know, Braden Willis and Cameron Latu, they're getting scraps. It's That's just the way... This team is a safety, same thing. You look at the the safety depth chart according to practice rotations through you know a week and a half. You've got your starters, Huff and Gibbs. The third guy's not even the rookie, Jair Brown. The third guy is George Odom, who did get reps with the first team. Now, do I think George Odom's going to be ahead of Jair Brown? No. I think a little bit of this is just the, the culture and the plan in which that the Niners want to bring in to the fold these rookies and guys who don't have a lot of experience. And, you know, this is why Shanahan is a guy. This is why players follow Shanahan, because he wants guys that aren't going to mess it up. Yeah, the talent's big. The upside's huge. You don't mess it up. Do not mess it up. And so that, I hope that answers your question. I think it does. Uh, if not, just let me know. Yeah, Phil, I'll, I'll get to your questions all the time. You're the man. He, he, he's such a good dude. Matt with the super chat. Thank you so much. He says, appreciate you, John. See you in Pittsburgh, baby. Yeah. I, I'm carrying this around with me everywhere I go. My uh, <laughs> 49ers road, uh, rush road trip towel. I ordered 250 of these bad boys, man. So we passing these out. In Pittsburgh, if you're coming out, man, you're going to party with us. 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Get your tickets. I'm so pumped. And y'all are showing out. Um, you know, we we, uh, we we had to call back the venue and ask for more space. <laughs> because we already got over 100 tickets sold, uh, which is incredible. And just thank you guys. So excited about that. That game is going to be incredible. Dancing. What's up? I Every time I see... Your AVI dancing, I think, trivia winner because she won one of our trivia competitions that we did over on Patreon. I think uh, she won a jersey. So every time I see dancing's little AVI, I'm like, man, this person knows what's up. Um, she says, hashtag CC, loving these training camp breakdowns. I wanted to make it to camp this year, but couldn't get tickets. So this is the next best thing. That's the whole idea. Uh, the goal of today's show is to. Try to transport you to what is there because, again, there's no clips. Yeah, during warm-ups, during individual drills, during special teams, sometimes you're allowed to film. But the majority, so like practice is 12 periods long. You can't film after four. And the first four are stretching, warm-ups, alignment, where they literally take their helmet off and put it on the ground and just walk around and talk. You can film the non-exciting stuff, right? So – Trying to uh to, to kind of bring that up right here, Josh. Uh, hear anything about Bill or Kalia? No, again, not getting a lot of team reps, which now that practice is continuing more so, more so, it's a lot more team. And so you're getting your ones, your twos, some threes, and they're nowhere on that list. Like Taco Charlton, who the 49ers just signed today, he got reps, you know, he he got snaps in team and had a would be sack. Uh, which was really, really cool. Um, which, you know, tomorrow, John and Wayne show is usually Tuesdays and Fridays. This week's got to be weird because training camp is Tuesday, Friday. So uh, we're doing John and Wayne show tomorrow. There's no camp. It's the Niners day off. We're not taking a day off. 
And I'm going to be doing a show with Wayne in the morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And don't I'm telling you all this now because I don't think Wayne's listening right now. This team is being overrun with Michigan players, and I don't like it. I do not like Michigan. I do not like Michigan. I never have. I, I'm a log horde, uh, and we beat them in the Rose Bowl, and I'm going to stick to that, but whatever. But, man, they just keep adding Michigan players. It's not a bad thing. I just don't like Michigan. That's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll break this down tomorrow um, with Wayne, and we'll see how he says. Right here, 49er Holic. How's your boy Q Knight looking? I'm pulling for the kid. He's doing well. The problem is, ah, how do I say this? They are, they're testing as many options as possible at that nickel spot. They have Isaiah Oliver. He's getting all the one reps. It's not even close. After that, it's Q Knight with the twos. And then I think it's AJ Parker with the threes. And they talked about Deshaun Jamison getting some slot snaps. They've talked Samuel Womack in the past has been there. Jair Brown was going through alignment drill two days in a row. Um, not today, previous days at the nickel spot. And so there's a lot of cats in the mix there. But I will tell you this. There's no stage too big for Q Knight. Uh, his pass breakup against Debo yesterday was awesome. He is the most energetic person at camp. He is constantly, you know, in between periods, which he, again, the first people that came out to practice today, Daryl Luter Jr., who's on the pup, so he doesn't get a really, he counts, but, while teams going on, he's just standing on the sideline in shirt and shorts. Um, Talanohu Funga and Q Knight, those are the first. Like Knight is the first one out there in the that group. He's staying for autographs every time. He's making people's days. Like that dude just belongs on this damn roster. Will he make the fifty three? I don't know. Not getting as much of a chance as I would have liked him to. But, man, he had an awesome blitz today. Like, whenever he's out there, he's making plays. But he's not getting as much reps with the ones as I would like to see to see if he does, quote-unquote, belong there. Because we don't know. Uh, but I'll tell you this. Worst case is he's a practice squad guy. Uh, I mean, he's not going anywhere. So, <laughs> Mochi says, are you a Michigan State fan? No, I'm not. Uh, I just don't. I, I am. I'm. I'm Texas, man. If Texas played you guys, then I don't like you guys. And for a while, I think Michigan's ahead of Texas on the all-time wins, and so I hate them even more. I hate them even more. So they, that, that's what they, what's up, Tara? How you doing? Josh says, who was Moore's backup? Pryor? No. Pryor has been playing exclusively pretty much on the right side behind Colton McKivitz. I got a lot of Colton McKivitz stuff today that I want to get into. The backup over there on the other side is the UTSA kid uh, who I freaking really, really like. And I think he's been playing pretty well. Not amazing, but it, you kind of look at, you know, what it, the strength in the body. You remember Leroy Watson, he was a tight end that they moved to tackle, undrafted free agent. They're high on him. Trent Williams is high on him. So he's that guy. Uh, that's the new backup. So we'll have to see what that looks like. Because again, if you did not know, first injury at camp happened today. Um, Jalen Moore goes down, holding lower leg, looked like a knee. I don't know. I, I saw Lombardi said something about a knee. I don't know. They were looking at the lower leg. There were people crowded around him. I couldn't see if they were doing an ACL check. Usually that's what I'm looking for. They helped him up. He walked to the sidelines. They put him on the cart. And then, you know, and he kind of walked on his own, but it was gingerly. So I, I've not heard any official word on Jalen Moore. But he was the backup left tackle. We'll see. Uh, big, big injury. I hope it's okay. I really, really do. 
We'll, we'll just have to kind of wait and see. That, that, that's what we want right there. What's up, Vince? How we doing, man? Oh, Terradorm, give me the props on the hat. What's up? This residency hat, I love it. Uh, JC, should the 49ers pick up O.J. Howard? I like O.J. Howard. I personally want to see what we have in the Rooks. Now, again, spoiler alert, Cameron Latu is the worst player in camp so far, and I hate to do the negativity. He just continues to not do well at anything. Um, he had his best block I saw during team today, and he was on the ground uh, like a second. Like, he got a good block. The run went right off of him, and then he was on the ground. He got put on the ground. He just didn't have the balance. But the block was efficient, but it's like, you know, I, I'm watching. I'm I'm keying in on certain people. Today was hardcore Colton McKivitz and the tight ends, uh, but only the rookie tight ends. I, I'm being kind of biased. Whenever I see Dwelly and Fumagalli and Warner out there, I'm like, okay, I kind of know what they are. I want to try to find somebody else to, to lock in on. And, man, when Latu's out there, I, I finally saw something that I liked in a block. And I was like, nice, good. Oh, he's on the ground. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, ugh. like you pull for everybody. I'm not rooting against the kid. Did I like him beforehand? No. Has he proven that he belongs? He has not. Uh, I really do think that that is probably one of the most problematic plays so far during camp. You just got to wait on the switch because if, if you don't hit that switch, then yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Football season may be over. But the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or fight for home playoff court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. And Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player projection won't count against you, and the rest of your entry stays live. There's lots of bets. Stephen Curry, over 27.5 points. Draymond Green, will he make one three-pointer or no? Very easy things to bet. Download the app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the Prize Picks app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less, it's that easy. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, any recent talk about Deshaun Golston or Gore being part of the team? Yeah. Saw Golston out there today. He was working with the safeties, just offering a little bit, which was really, really cool. I haven't seen Gore out on the field yet. I've seen Gore on the sidelines. Um... But again, both times were when I couldn't take pictures or video or whatever else. So they're around. It just the presence of that. Even Anthony Dixon, you guys remember Booby Dixon? He was around today, which was cool. He was signing autographs and interacting with a lot of the kiddos, which was cool. And so you love that atmosphere for these guys that left such a positive, you know, imprint on what it this team and culture is to be around. Because I like that. Um, I like that a lot. 
So uh, right here, John, any word on Kinlaw today? Beast. <laughs> it, 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 the dude's good. I hate where I, where they sit us because the one-on-ones for the O-line and D-line when they're going against each other, it's just rough to see. And so the only way – you can only see the clearly differentiated defensive line play, which means super tall, Ken Law, super – tall Eric Armstead outside of that half the reps you're like man I can't see who that is I can't see who that is because all the players line up behind them and so where we're at you have to look through a whole myriad of defensive players standing there and then you have to see the play behind them but when Kinlaw or Armstead step up there they're so damn tall it's like yep that's who that is and Kinlaw just running through people so yeah he, he's 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 killing everybody <laughs> it's just yeah Matt was there RTP was there he's killing everybody so, fun stuff. Now, if you got more questions, we'll, we'll get to them. But I want to jump into it's note time, baby. Let let It's time for class. Get your pen and paper out. Let's do this. Let's see what we got. Oh, what's up, Debster? She says, happy for Kinlaw. I'm happy you're here, Debster. Every time I see your name, I get happy. All right. So, let's go. Just during alignment drill, this was the very first time that it wasn't just random alignment. It seemed like they started implementation on the Raiders uh, for the first time today. So it typically defensively, that's mostly what I'm talking about here because defense is always reactionary to the offense and their alignment. That's just the way you can't get around that. So usually what happens is you have the ones on this side going against scout team alignment stuff, and it's just how to line up. They break the huddle with the scout team kids and whatever else. Not kids, but most of them are like college-age guys just in shirt and shorts, and they break the huddle, and then they make their calls, whatever else. And so you got the ones on this side, and then you got the twos and threes on this side, and they're just mirrored, and you're trying to do that. Today, they didn't do that. Today, what they did was got the huddle, broke the huddle, and it's just the ones. And so new looks, and again, some of the formations were stuff we didn't run. So my assumption is that's Raiders stuff. And so they're starting to teach and like, hey, this is how we're going to play against the Raiders. It could be week one stuff against Matt Canada and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know. But that's what they were doing, uh, which was really, really cool. So some things that I saw today, uh, Kerry Hyder for the first time in camp, and I don't like it, but I understand it was playing defensive tackle. Um, and if you watched our 30 or 90 man roster series on him that we just broke, uh, if you're an audio listener, that'd be coming out this weekend. But one of my favorite things so far in camp is that he's back to playing his normal position. And he looks like a hundred times better. He's a defensive end. He's not a defensive tackle. Daryl Johnson was with the number two defensive ends. He's had a hell of a camp back to back. Good days. Taco was out there uh, at defensive end as well. So I'm, I'm curious with the twos in alignment. How much of that is just catching them up? Was Taco's, you know, signing, pushing Kerry Hyder inside? You, you know, these are things I don't know, and we're just going to have to see. Is Kerry Hyder's now permanently a defensive tackle because of the Taco addition? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But these are things to look forward to, and I'll keep watching for you guys. Uh, Jack Coletto and Corey Luciano and Drafted Free Agents, they did the WWE uh, breakdown for the fans to get everybody pumped up. And you could totally tell that one, they rehearsed it. And two, the coaches said, go easy. If you get hurt, we're cutting your ass. And because they were like ultra, ultra careful <laughs> with each other, but it was cool. Um, 
during special teams drill, you know, that's just a lot of just dummy work and whatever. Tay Martin showed up again today. Like, I'm watching over here, and I see a burst, and I look over there, and I'm just like, who the hell is going that hard? It's number 86, wide receiver Tay Martin every day. It makes sense why the fight involved him. That's all I'm saying. The dude is going so damn hard. And during special team period, which was a 10-minute period today, everybody's working their own stuff, except for Steve Wilkes, the new defensive coordinator, um, Diamador Lenore, and Charvarius Ward. Those three were together for 10 minutes straight, just them three working little intricacies on lots of different things about cornerback play. And it's been this way pretty consistently, but, man, it was just awesome. Steve Wilkes. I put a couple of the videos, and I think Eric put one up on Instagram as well. But if you go check my Twitter feed, at JL underscore Chapman, and just scroll down, you'll see a lot of these videos. Uh, I can't play them on here because the music that they're playing during the whole time is to shut the YouTube down, so I can't do that. I tried doing that one time, and, yeah, I got a warning from YouTube. Like, hey, you can't do that. So, uh, anyway, that is there. Um, now, then they go into one-on-ones, and this is where I'm going to start reading my play-by-play commentary. And I'll check in with the chat. So if you guys have questions, I'm going to speed through the one-on-ones before I get to team. I'll stop and get back to the chat. So if you have questions, please let me know. So let me just set up the one-on-ones offensive defense comes to the field closest to us. You've got all skilled guys and quarterbacks right here. And then off in the end zone is all D line O line. Again, my perspective for the O line D line is just rough where I am located. Uh, but very clear <laughs> with, um, uh, what's it called? The ones versus ones. And I did not pay attention to quarterback play during the one-on-ones that I was focusing on the wide receiver and the defensive player. That's what I cared about. So here we go. Very first play. And I love this CFC versus Warner, baby. That's how you set the tone. That's how you set the tone. Um, CFC kind of gave him a stutter step, dead leg, cross Warner's face with ease, which Warner's one of the best in the NFL at not allowing that super easy uh, reception. And, you know, the theme has become, if you could just get close to Christian McCaffrey in this drill, it's a win. And Warner was close, but nobody can touch this dude, not as a wide receiver. And I said this when... CMC came out of college in my draft notes. If he was just a wide receiver, he would be a second-round pick, minimum. Um, like, he's that damn good. And you watch those routes, nobody could touch him. Nobody could touch him. Um, Mitchell, uh, he beat DFF on an out route, which Mitchell had a lot of catches today I liked. Dwelly had a contested catch. He caught it. He pulled that down with Huff. Huff is not giving up space to anybody. And the way that they do it is safeties go against tight ends and running backs. Corners go against wide receivers. That's kind of the way that this drill works. But Hufanga going against, you know, running backs and tight ends, that dude is clamping people down. Now, Kittle had a catch against him yesterday, and Dwelly had a catch against him today, but they are the toughest, you know, you're talking level 10 difficulty catches, and as soon as they catch it, the play's over with. Like, no yak whatsoever. Huff, defensively, I think he's had the best camp so far. I really, really, like, he is that damn good. Uh, Ken Law's catching him. Warner's in the mix as well. But the best player defensively on the 49ers field consistently through camp, it's been Talanoa. Um, no doubt about it. Um, Charlie Warner, nice contested catch versus Taylor Hawkins. Uh, Marcelino McCrary ball, very, very good against uh, TDP on a deep ball. It was overthrown, 
But, man, McCray Ball's speed is there. That's one of the things that was kind of a concern. It's like, man, he's undersized, but you see him and he's freaking jacked, and his 40's not the best. But he flies around at a different speed. You know, I wish I had the GPS track data because Marcelino McCrary Ball would be one of those that pops. I guarantee he plays plays quick. Um, CNC versus Jalen Graham, good coverage, uh, but still a catch, and it was easy for CMC. Latu, best play of camp for him, uh, makes a double move, and uh, against Odom. And caught it. Uh, but so there you go. That that was the best play that I've seen. Like there were two positives today for Law Two. One was the double move and caught it against Odom. The second was a block, but then he fell down. Um, but I'm trying my hardest not to just tear a player apart. Like as a coach, I would always tell my guys, like, look, if somebody's pissing you off and they're not good, it doesn't do good to keep piling. Not I don't think Law Two listens to this. Maybe he does. And if he does, I'm pulling for you, man. But I'm trying to find positives. I, I want a nuanced approach on something to take away. Um, I, I don't know if that's the right approach or not, but that's just kind of the way I always taught my coaches and how I felt about things. Um, Mason toasted somebody, and it was bad. Everybody went crazy. Jordan Mason and Elijah Mitchell have upped their receiving game completely. Um, I, I didn't know who it was, though. A lot of the players are tucking their jerseys underneath their shoulder pads, and you can't see their numbers. And so a lot of times it's like, I don't know who the hell that is because you can't see them. You, you can't see the number. They got their helmet on, and it's just like, I don't know who that is. I don't know who it is. Um, Let's see here. Um, Braden Willis, decent option route, uh, contested catch. Nice. Came down traffic. Every single catch that Braden Willis makes, it's contested catch. He's just not a separation guy. But, man, he's tough at the catch point. Hawkins, blanketed dwelly, no catch. Uh, then I look over, I start watching Kinlaw, got a couple wins in a row, which was awesome. Then I go back to the, because again, it's frustrating because I can't tell who's winning what. So I went back to the uh, skill guys. Law 2 looked really, really slow versus Jair Brown. It was overthrown, but man, it was bad because the pass happened. And everybody at the stands, you heard like three people in a row go, that dude's so slow. Like it was bad. It was visually just didn't look right. Um, good coverage. Uh, Willis, another contested catches right right after that. Mason, great pass pro. So then they did a couple reps where a linebacker would blitz and um, the running backs would have to stop him from getting to the quarterback. And Mason, it was awesome. It was a really, really good rep. So, you know, looking at that was kind of the end of the one-on-one period. And so things I walked away from, obviously CMC's great. Huff's great. If I'm looking at players that stood out, Elijah Mitchell and Jordan Mason continually do so. Uh, Braden Willis, just tough as hell. We knew that. that That's who he is, the tight end that we got late. He's tough and he just catches whatever's around him, but he's not generating space whatsoever. Uh, but anyway, that's what we saw today. Now, let's get to some questions. Uh, let, let's, let's, let's look at this, and uh, we'll jump to team. Next up, uh, yeah, right here, Matthew. Yeah, great seeing Dixon. That dude is, uh, yeah, it's it's awesome. Goldston being there is awesome to me. Says Josh. Yes, 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 absolutely love that. Um, Josh, here Jimmy G and Max went at it. Yeah, Max plays dirty, man. If you watch that quarterback thing, he's he plays dirty. I really liked Max Crosby. Crosby, to be honest with you, I, I think he's a damn good player. I, whatever I see people compare him to Bosa, I chuckle because Max is great. There's so many good players. Like I think 
Max Crosby's the top five defensive end in the NFL. Like that's how great I think he is. But nah, man, keep my DN's name out your mouth. <laughs> I hope he's my defensive end. Like I really wish he'd sign. I, I just I really wish Bosa would sign soon. Okay, here we go. Um, let's see here. Um, how's Jair Brown doing? He's doing well. You know, they're playing him alignment a little. They're introducing nickel to him. But man, he he's he's different. He looks good. He looks really, really hell. He he looks really good. Uh, Tommy, what is the deal with Mooney? Uh, not much. Like uh, what happens is the the 49ers give different vets and these guys that have been through camps and you know, or whatever. You don't push them in team. They've proven who they are. So they get their reps and you slowly bring them in and things like that. I, I don't think that that's an issue at all. It's just, it's, it's what it is. Uh, Wilkes working hard with the, uh, working hard starting two. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I, that's exactly well said. I, I didn't read that correctly. Those two corners, he's investing a lot of stuff in them. That's all we do. Pete says, man, we don't need Taco Charlton. I'll say this. I, I, let me pull this stuff up because they announced this why, as soon as I got to the stands. I haven't had a chance to really look into anything. You know, tw- he had drafted in 2017 in the first round to the Dallas Cowboys. He's had a long career, but he's 6'6", 270, which is the Niners don't have that. I'm just going to be honest. And you see him, and it's like, yeah, that dude is 6'6". He's played in 60 career games. He's got 11 and a half career sacks. He hasn't started a whole lot. Um, he's only got 13 career starts. He's a situational pass rusher. That's what he is. I knew the 49ers would add an edge at some point. I'm not excited about this. I don't know what the numbers are. I don't know what it is, but he brings a lot of experience and he's a situational pass rusher. And the longer Bosa took, you need bodies. You need bodies because Drake Jackson and Cleveland Farrell, they're getting work. (laughs) They're getting so much. Uh, so what's up, Applesauce? How you doing, man? I love seeing that. Uh, hashtag CC. Uh, it's awesome to see you, man. Does Latu need the doghouse or a Warner Frankenstein? He needs confidence. You know, I, I believe in the talent. I understand what the Niners saw. They saw potential and development. He's got to believe it. You know, my biggest issue with Warner, I'm sorry, with Latu, is he, body language is bad. Uh, reminds me a lot of McGlinchey stuff. You guys remember McGlinchey after a bad thing happened? Like, and this kid's young. He was playing defensive end three years ago. He just gotta, he just gotta get some confidence, get some good reps under his belt. And you know, I don't doghouse would be bad for a lot too because he's already he's putting himself in his own doghouse, and that's not good. You gotta play with confidence. Uh, and so yeah, yeah, we'll have to see that. Womack, uh <laughs> Matthew started calling we started calling him old man Womack. Womack's hilarious because he just stands like an old man and he's got like old man like facial expressions. He's just like just I mean he's playing very, very well. He's he's fighting whenever he's out there. But during alignment drill, which happens right in front of us, they all take their helmets off. And man, he just sits there like just old man posture and old man face. Uh, not that he looks old, but just like it, it, I don't know, and I don't know if that's a thing or not. But it's 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 interesting. I'll say that. Um, Shane, I really want to know how Hargrave's doing. Two things: the most double teamed player 
so far through camp is Javon Hargrave. The offense is focusing so much on him when it's one-on-ones. And, you know, that's that's what's going to happen. That's just what he's going to do. So if he's in a right shade, you know, right on the center, right shade in a one technique, two-eye, it doesn't matter. He's getting double teamed. I wonder if that would be the case if Nick Bosa was out there. Because, you know, Hargrave's going from a defensive line that had five guys, you know, four guys over double-digit sacks, and he was the most double-team player there. Then he comes here, and, and look who he's playing next to. Yeah, you know, Eric Armstead's great, but not a high-sack guy. He's only had double-digit sacks once in his career. Drake Jackson, unproven. Cleland Farrell, unproven. It's it's interesting. So he made a couple plays in the run game, you know, some run stuffs, and, you know, he's pushed some guys back into the quarterback. But the offense has clearly stated we are not allowing <laughs> Javon Hargrave to kind of step up and, you know, shut things down. And they've made a conscious effort to stop him. And I would say it's it's worked relatively. Uh, not going to lie. Not going to lie. So uh, real quick before I jump into my team notes and get to some more questions, I got three more pages to go. Good Lord. Um, man, this is fun. Hopefully you guys are having fun. If you're going to any Niners games, come hang out with us. Going to 49ers games is awesome. But what's even better than that is going to 49ers games with the faithful, joining the community. And we got you covered. The 49ers Rush Road Trip is going into its fourth year of bringing the faithful together. Night before parties, tailgates the day of. We got you covered. Go get your tickets at 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. All right, all right. Um, oh, here we go. Shout out to Phil. He says, how is Nick Sakel doing? Not doing well. I'm going to be honest. The center snaps has been problematic. Uh, some not good snaps, some fumbled transitions. But Trey Lance stayed after with him today to get some extra snaps, which was nice to see. Um, you know, Sakel seemed to be the number two center to start camp. Now it seems like John Valenciano has kind of taken over that role. Um, which Valenciano was playing guard early. I think the first three or four days of camp lately, he's been back at that center position. So um, not a good start for Nick Sakil. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, yeah, it's it. I, I wish I could spin it a better way because I love that kid. But if he doesn't get this fixed, he's going to be moving back to guard. It's just what it's going to be. And if he does that, the Niners are deep there. Now we're in problem territory. Not that I think they're going to give up to uh, give up on him, but he's struggling with the snaps. Dance and John, any guess to when Bosa's contract will be done? Ugh. I guess last Friday, and I was wrong. Vicky, who's like my sister, she's incredible. Vicky, fabulous. She's great. She she's responsible for so many content creators being there, which is so cool. Um, she said that she thinks it's going to get done. Dwight Clark Day, which is Monday. So I'm going to go with that. Uh, she's a smarter lady than I am. That's not saying much, but she is much smarter than I am. Let's go with Dwight Clark Day. So next Monday, that's what I would like that to be. Uh, so we'll see there. All right, let's jump into some more notes. I got a lot here. Um, all right. Team, the rotation at team goes ones, twos, threes. Ones, two, threes, ones, two, threes. But it's a little weird because there's a Brock Purdy day schedule and there's a non-Brock day schedule. When Brock practices like he did today, it goes ones with Brock, twos with Trey, three with Brandon Allen. Then the second rotation 
One's with Brock again, two's with Darnold, three with Brandon Allen, and then it just reverts back and forth. So you've got Trey and Darnold getting a lot of reps when Brock doesn't play, and you have them getting very few reps when Brock does play. Brandon Allen snaps are the same, and I think that is worth criticizing. I don't like it. Not that Brandon Allen's bad, but it's like, come on, man. You got these two quarterbacks that are getting fewer reps than him, half of practices. That's problematic. We'll see how long that goes. But I digress. So um, Brock Purdy comes out, gets four plays. Okay, here are the four plays. Um, Hargrave and Armstrad blow up inside CMC run. That started team. Trent false start. <laughs> Trent Williams, who had the day off, he false starts second play. Um, Brock to IU, quick out, six to seven yards. Colton McKivitz, nice block versus Drake, CMC, three yards. Would have got the first down, but they're not moving the the ball that during that period. Two's coming with Trey Lance. Uh, Trey missed Kittle on a quick out. It was a, it was a bad pass. Uh, didn't like it. It was a boot and just a quick, you know, Y arrow. Overthrew him, and it was it was so frustrating. Yesterday, Purdy did the same thing to Debo. Today, Trey did the same thing to uh, to Kittle. And so I was like, ah, bad start. Um, inside, two-yard run. Marcelino McCurry ball, blew it up. I didn't see who ran it. Um, I think it was TDP. Next up, TDP, four yards inside um, hard run. Dude was running harder today than I've seen, which I like. Then they go to threes. Brandon Allen comes in at quarterback. And don't... Another thing that's important to understand, whenever I say ones, twos, and threes, the only things that match are the offensive line and the quarterback. Running backs, wide receivers, tight ends on a completely different rotational schedule than the offensive line and quarterbacks, okay? So whenever I say ones, that's your starting offensive line and Brock Purdy. Twos, backup offensive line and Purdy or Lance. Threes, guys you're working in. And so... And the threes aren't always the same either because they'll they'll phase in different threes that didn't get snaps earlier. So that's another thing to and, and I, I think a common misconception is you see Trey Lance out there with Debo, always working with the ones. You see Trey Lance out there with Daz Newsome, always working with the threes. That's not the the wide receivers are on their own. <laughs> They're their own universe, if that makes sense. Same with the running backs because it doesn't work one, two, three. And that's high school football, that's college football, that's NFL football. So I digress. Brandon Allen with the threes. Mason, three to four yard run. Um, Law two, decent block, but failed out. That was that one play I was mentioned. Next up, Tay Martin, deep crosser first from Allen. Very nice protection from the threes. Next up, Law two, false start. Uh, They didn't call it, but he jumped. Um, Two yard inside run. Brock and the ones come back out. CMC, six yards on an awesome cutback. McKivitz, great block. Sealed the edge, allowed the cutback to come back through. Uh, next play, still the ones. Crossover to Debo, great protection. Um, huge first down. McKivitz, McKivitz clean and pass pro. It, it, this was the time where I was like, I'm going to pay attention to McKivitz. Uh, next up, twos, Darnold come in. TDP, nice stretch and vision, 10 yards, which I love seeing. I said on yesterday's show, that I really thought um, TDP was way too quick on the cutbacks. And so, like, I was like, man, he's got to press outside. And good Lord, yeah, I'm pretty damn sure somebody said that in, in, t- in tape watching or film because today he didn't do it once. They, they basically told him, don't cut back. I don't give a damn. Press the edge. 
it's exactly what happened. And I, I, I wrote next to this best TD play in camp so far, as far as running goes. I really like that play. Next up, Mason, tough five yards up the middle. So tough every play. Brock's back out with the ones. Burford, false start. Armstead put him on the ground. Yeah, he like he he did the trigger thing. Um Burford did, and Armstead just <laughs> and so he does like the tipple topple over that you always see whenever the defensive lineman get that free shot, which I chuckled. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe it wasn't funny, but I <laughs> I thought it was awesome. All right, where are we at? I lost my spot. Next play, Debo quick screen. Um, would have been no no yards because Cleveland Farrell read it to a T. It's oh, he was the play side defensive end, pass rushed, retraced, was right on top of Debo. It, it was really good play from Cleveland Farrell, who, let's be honest, getting a lot of snaps, not seeing a lot of pop, but that's not who he is. He he's more of a Samson Ebucom, you know, just solid, does his job. He's not explosive. That's not what he did, but I thought it was a good play. Uh, Demo almost had a pick against Brock, but uh, it was a Hufunga holding call. Um, Hargrave pushed Banks back right in front of the quarterback, which was awesome. Uh, that was just a – it was a crazy play. And if you're just looking at the throw, it was not a very good throw. It was not a smart throw, but the penalty kind of you know waved it, and it wasn't a pick. So – he dropped it, so it's what it is. Darnold comes back out with the twos. Hits Debo over the ball. I, I I made a point about this. Darnold, best throw. Every day in camp he's hit at least one is the over the ball route. And what that basically is, is like there's, there's lots. You layer your routes, right? You have like your short to intermediate, you know, short routes, intermediate routes, deep routes. Darnold's vision he loves looking right on top of the ball. And so he has hit these routes with consistency in team nonstop. Those over-the-ball routes. Like, he likes the middle of the field. Um, it was also played to Debo. Eh, Might have got, like, five, seven yards. It's just kind of a curl. But that's kind of his comfort blanket. Like, whereas you look at um, Brock Purdy, whenever things aren't his way, he's hitting the flats. That's when Darnold's reads don't go well, he's right over center. And so it, it's just interesting finding these comfort zones for quarterbacks. Where's Trey Lance comfort? It's in his legs, right? Things aren't going well. All right, I'm running. Darnold, things aren't going right. Dump it down over the middle. Brock, things aren't going well. Flats. And so you, you start to get these intricate. In, I'm going to mess up this word. Just different ways in which these Niners have intricacies. <laughs> Somebody help me out. Uh, good Lord. Thank you, Texas. Um, all right, here we go. Um, Next one, grounded in front. This is Sam Darnold. Grounded in front of Dwelly versus the Blitz. I mean, short hopped the ball to him. Just terrible throw, but he got it out when it taken a sack. Mitchell on the delay. Big gap for eight-plus runs. Then Allen and the threes come in. Deep out to Ayuk on the sideline. Looked um, off easy. Check down to Jack Coletto, the fullback. Hit the flats. And it was I was like, hit Coletto. Hit Coletto. And Brandon Alley got greedy. Like, had the easy check down right in front of him. He said, nope. Bloop. Uh, dropped it in the bucket to Debo. It was a hell of a play. Might have been one of the deepest pass plays of the day for any quarterback. Ran up the middle uh, versus the Blitz for two yards. Um, the stop was Jalen Graham there. Sack. Short hop to Debo. So, again, whenever I say sack, nobody's touched the quarterback, but he probably would have been sacked. And then 
they're allowed to roll out and throw the ball anyway to get the wide receivers and DBs work, which is smart. But like the crowd goes crazy, and I'm like, nah, that's that's a sack. That ain't gonna count. Um, almost done with first team. Brock comes back in, and Drake Jackson gets a sack. Greenlaw dropped a pick six. McKivitz uh, gave up a sack on that one. So worst play by McKivitz. And what happened was would have been a sack, but Drake Jackson runs behind him. Brock Purdy still throws it, um, and Greenlaw dropped a pick six, cutting across. So it was just bad on bad. Um, how did he respond? Here we go. CMC, 10-plus yards right behind McKivitz's block. So McKivitz gives up a sack. Very next play, great block. 10-plus yards for CMC. Trey goes out there. I got a star on this one. Perfect stop route to Ayuk. Blanketed. Um, awesome coverage. Ayuk just runs this kind of stick nod route and then just kind of turns around. And as soon as he turns around, that ball is just right on his armpit. And this is like Trey Lance rifle pass. Like <laughs> if you don't catch the ball, the ball will catch you. But it was just like, ooh, because there wasn't a window. It was just boom. He put the ball right where it needed to be. Looked amazing. Ball placement was perfect. Um, awesome catch from Ayuk despite zero separation. Um Trey Lance jump pass to a screen to TDP. The first called screen that I have seen for Trey Lance, all camp, first one. We're two weeks in, baby. <laughs> but finally, so like my, that was the last play to uh, to end first team team reps. It was the TDP would have went for 10 yards easy. It was set up perfectly. And, you know, Trey Lance kind of stepped back and did like the, the jump pass over the defensive lineman. It was beautiful. It was awesome. And so if, if you're one of those people that's like, man, why won't Kyle give Trey these easy plays? I'm with you. This was the first one I saw. And so it was nice. Now, will he ever call one to CMC when Trey's in there? Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. All right, let's get to some more questions. Um, Logan, Danny Gray better prove he belongs this year. He's had a good camp. He has had a good camp. Um, I, I really think he's been playing well. Now, is he separating himself from the other five, six, seven, eight wide receivers outside of the clear cut guys? I don't know. That that that's rougher. That that's 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 rough for me to to kind of say that. Right here, tight end is really hard in this offense. It is. It's terrible. Like, even if you look at, you know, Mc, not McVay, um, Mike McDaniel, whenever he went down to Miami, Gusecki couldn't do it. He had to leave, right? Um, you look at the Jets. They've had a whole bunch of guys in there just not working. It's hard. It is difficult. It really, really is. And, you know, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Right here, Mark, is doubling Hargrave allowing anyone else to get pressure yeah, it is. It's hard because you cannot get close to the quarterback. Kerry Hyder did it yesterday, and they changed his position today. <laughs> so I think they sent the message pretty damn loud and clear. Kerry Hyder got in front of the quarterback, and then they moved to a defensive tackle, uh, which I'm pretty sure that's not where he wants to go. Um, so, yeah, it's tough. The best time to evaluate pressure is going to be in those preseason games. Um, so... You know, pads are awesome and contacts great. You're not going to get the full story until it's somebody else that you're allowed to hit. So we just got to wait. We just got to wait. Um, yeah, so you just got to wait on there. Uh, let's see here. Do you think Taco Charlton's middle name is Bell or Tuesday? 
I bet it's Bill. Taco Bill Charlton just rolls off the tongue. I like that. Um, you, his, first off, his first name. Oh, my God. This is awesome. I'm going to mess this up. V. Da Dante. Yeah, Vedante Charlton is his name. And so he goes by Taco. Vedante. V-I-D-A-U-N-T-A-E. Vedante. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, man, that's awesome. I did not know that. Hmm. There we go. But yeah, I, I wish Bell was the middle name. That, that'd be awesome. Uh, George, what's up, man? Uh, we get greatness in the chat today. Hey, John, purchased my Monday Night Football at Vikings tickets yesterday. Yes. Man, anytime George is in the house, not only am I going to have a good time, everybody else is. This dude's the kindest dude out there, one of the executive producers of the show. Thank you, George. Excited to see you again, man. Uh, just makes me smile. Just such a good dude. Um, bring those cigars, man. Bring those cigars. Let's see here. Uh, Reginald on Facebook. How are things? Uh, 49ers faithful supporters and person. I love it. What's up, guys? We got 49ers Jim Rome. That's coming from different people now. That just keeps building up, and I like that. I like that. Coach Cruz, which offense and defensive position group is going to be the toughest to make the 53? Linebacker. Linebacker, you're cutting so many guys. Linebacker for sure is the, the toughest for me to, un like, you look at the defensive ends, and it's like, man, yeah, you're going to keep five or six. We know who those are. Defensive tackles, yeah, some guys are, you know, stepping up, but we know mostly those guys. I have no clue who the hell the linebackers they're going to keep are. No clue. Um, cornerback, Sean Jamison messing stuff up. He's playing so well. Amber Thomas is having a good camp. Amber Thomas is having a good camp. I, I, I don't know what that looks like. I don't. It, meanwhile, you know, you got freaking Daryl Luter Jr., who's this jacked up freaking corner rookie draft pick that everybody likes. He's sitting over there on the pup every day before practice. He's out there working his ass off. I understand knee bruises are different, and I'm not saying he doesn't have it. You see this guy walk out. I put a film out. I put clips out there every damn day. I don't know how injured he is, but I think that's one of the things where Shanahan just gets sneaky, sneaky. Um, yeah. Uh, how do you feel about Robert Bill Jr.? Haven't seen him much. Just going to be honest. Haven't seen him much. Um, not that he's not out there, but the defensive line is way off in the corner, and he's not getting a lot of team reps. So I, I think they're slow playing him too. Not that he's not going to make the roster. That's not what I'm saying at all. I just, they're not getting, rooks aren't getting the cracks at team snaps. It's just not happening. It's not happening. And I think that is by design. Now, at some point, that's going to start to shift because those rooks are going to get a lot of playing time once it comes to those preseason games. So we just got to kind of wait and see, I think. I, I think that's the way it, it's going to be. And yeah, yeah, right here. Jamison going to make the roster, period. I cannot find a way that Jamison's not on this team. I'm sorry, I can't. They're they're finding spots for him. He's going to start playing at nickel, John Lynch said. Like, that kid belongs. He belongs. That's all there is. And Ronnie Bell running Chris Pratt's. Ronnie Bell looking good. Ronnie Bell looking really good. So, uh, that's, that's what's up. All right. Now, uh, the team comes out and does a really quick second team drill. After, so they take a break. They all go back individually, work on a couple of small things, chill, light work. 
come back in and maybe got, I don't know, maybe 15 more team reps in. So here we go. Here's team number two, uh, team team set number two. Brock in the ones. Mason up the middle, six-plus yards. Uh, sacked by Armstead, maybe. It was hard to see in there. Um, Purdy scrambled. It was man coverage blitz. So everybody had their back to the quarterback. It would have been a sack. But Purdy, you know, he's got to keep going with the play. He takes off for 15 yards because, I mean, it was just wide open because the defenders that were covering all had their back because they blitzed. So it was kind of a cover zero blitz or a cover one blitz. Um, IU curl route eight yards. Nice pressure Armstead again. Back-to-back plays by Armstead. Trey and the twos come in. Um, <clears throat> Cleland would have had a sack. Yeah, I, I thought the second team period for Trey was bad. Trey rolled out, but it was too late. Cleland would have had him. So two huge plays by Cleveland Farrell today. Mason, four yards. Dre, uh, him and hit. Dre Greenlaw and Jordan Mason just freaking, boom. Maybe the probably the biggest hit at camp so far. And I don't know who was hitting who. It's like what happens when an immovable object hits an unstoppable force. That's what it was. And so they hit. And I was like, oh, like everybody kind of tensed up because it was such a huge collision, which they're very similar players, body styles, everything, just different positions. The whole team just like, whoom, sucked into it because everybody thought they were going to fight. It was such a big hit. But both of them just pow. And then they like both started hugging each other. They were like, Fred, <laughs> like no bad blood between these guys, which everybody was like, oh, this is it. And the crowd even was like, uh-oh. But no, they hugged each other and both walked away smiling because I, I, it was like game recognizes game. Like, oh, that is a very violent individual that I just hit. And I am also very violent. Uh, it was really cool. It was it was really, really cool moment. Um, next up, um, check down to Braden Willis. Uh, trade started holding the ball too long. That whole, you know, two out of three plays that he got out there with the twos. I was like, man, those are... Reminded me of old Trey, which hasn't been happening. Like he's been quick with the ball. This was just a bad three-play series for him, I think. Um, then Allen comes out. TDP got a tackle for loss. D winners starting getting some snaps. Love seeing that. He got a tackle for loss. He was flying around, man. Um, sacked by Daryl Johnson, who's had back-to-back good days. Defensive defensive end. Um, Willis on an out route for five yards on the sideline. Nice catch. He's got some good hands. Brock comes back in with the ones. Up the middle, three yards. Um, Hargrave double-teamed all day. I just kept, like, adding that. Uh, Kittle out route, 12-plus yards. Perfect ball from Brock Purdy. Uh, probably his best pass of the day. Let's see here. Um, next up, let's see. Darnold comes in, and they break the huddle. The play call was wrong. I don't know. There was miscommunication. Shanahan was pissed, so I assumed it was on Sam Darnold, which that's kind of Darnold's thing. He's behind on the playbook, not because he's not learning it, just because he's new, right? Brock's been there two years. Trey's been there three years. That's what it is. But So they break. They all go out there. Something's wrong. Shanahan's doing Shanahan stuff, uh, talking like an Italian, makes them rehuddle and all that stuff and whatever else. So I, I thought that was important. TDP then goes out there. Would have been probably a huge run. Could have been an arm tackle, but it seemed like he was going to break it. Uh, Tay Martin, quick out and empty. Donald always looks good late. That's what I put in my notes. I, I thought that was good. Um, then Jake Moody goes out there and kicks some field goals. During that time, I finished some notes. I, I even wrote, 
you know, <laughs> I got tagged in videos about uh, <laughs> Jake Moody making these kicks. I don't know if you can see that. There we go. I said, Moody, who cares? Like, I was like, man, I'm not breaking down kicker stuff in training camp. I know the video probably would have got a lot of whatever, but I was just like, man, I don't give a damn. Like, <laughs> which I, I I know I should care, but I'm sorry. I, he's kicking a damn field goal. Awesome. I'm sure he's amazing. Me and Wayne will argue on that tomorrow. Um, then the, let's let's finish this up so I can go get my son. Um, then they come back out and they do red zone, which as a coach was my favorite period, my favorite thing. So you do team, but you move the ball down inside, um, you know, inside the 20. And it wasn't like a move the ball. It was weird because they had like down marker, but they had a pre-scripted what they wanted to work on. So what happens is the coach will like send a sheet of plays like I want – First and eight. I want third and five from the left hash. I want second and 12 from the right hash. I want, and so it doesn't track as far as like first, second, third down, even though they're working on that. So, anyway, I'll just, I'm going to share what was scripted by the uh, down marker. So, hopefully, that'll help. Brock goes out there first, uh, first and 10 from the 12 yard line. TDP check down five yards. That was Brock's third read. And I got, I was super excited about that because it was, it was boom. It was boom. It was boom. And I was like, there's Brock. I know that's the Brock. I know. Um, then second and six again, the, the second and six is not predicated on what happened in the previous play. There were downs and distances. Shanahan wanted to work that were scripted beforehand. So whatever. Um, Incomplete, uh, perfect protection and coverage thrown out of the back of the end zone. It was just, it was coverage. It was awesome. Third and six, touchdown to Debo, cleared out by Danny Gray. I thought this was awesome. Um, you know, Danny Gray, his best attribute isn't catching the ball, which sounds bad as a receiver, right? But Debo doesn't score the touchdown without Danny Gray. So Debo was out wide. Danny Gray was inside. And Danny Gray ran a corner route and just cleared everything. He took the linebacker and the safety with him, and Debo just quick, not even a slant really, just like jab step and crosser route came right underneath. So it's a glorified rub route without contact, but it's the same kind of core principle there. But, I mean, yeah, it was just a perfect play call is what it was. Um, then Lance comes in first and 10 um, from the twelve. Mason, six-yard gain up the middle. God, Mason, so good. Second and six. Coletto, uh, quick out for four yards. It would have been a touchdown, but, like, it was just kind of that quick arrow route from the fullback position that Kyle Juszczyk always does where he just goes straight to the flats. Perfect pass. He cuts up field. Would have kind of fallen forward into the end zone, but no contact. So then they put it back third and six, and that's when I was like, oh, okay, this makes sense. Um out pass to Dwelly, hit him in the chest. Perfect pass. And Dwelly not only dropped it, he turns around and the ball hits him. Not a laser ball or whatever. It was perfectly. But he he does this. And so he kind of tossed it up in the air. It could have been a pick six easy. So it was a drop pass on third and six. But also, it was it was an out route. It could have been a pick six easy. I, I, I was I was very upset at that moment. Um, 
let's see here. Next up, uh, TDP toss for three yards. Then they go Darnold, second and four to start with the twos. Like, again, it's getting weird. Uh, Latu dropped easy pass, almost pick six. Uh, terrible. Ooh, I was incorrect. I'm so wrong. The out route to Dwelly was just a plain drop. That's not the one that was tossed up in the air. I, and this is why I write stuff down. It was the law to pass two plays later. Uh, dropped easy pass, almost pick six, terrible with lots of exclamation points. That was when I was mad. I apologize to duct tape Dwelly and his family. Um, send your hate mail to Cameron Latu. Next up, third and four, D Winters almost had a pick. He made some plays. First reps with team that he's been getting, he popped off. Brock comes back out, and this is the last series to end practice. Zero-yard run, T.Y. McGill uh, stuffed it up the middle. Uh, Jawan James, touchdown, baby. Perfect pass on a corner route. And Vicky, uh, who I mentioned earlier, said, man, where's Jawan Jennings? And then the very next play, touchdown. Um, Mason, five-yard gain. And then the last play of camp, incomplete Marcelino McCrary ball pass breakup in the end zone. So that is, boom, there it is. The John Chapman notebook, baby. Uh, which was a lot of fun. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Now, I asked yesterday, like, if people like this, um, and I think I got maybe 15 to 20 emails and DMs saying, yes, I loved it. So thank you. Uh, I really appreciate that. And, and I want to keep those things going. Thank you, David. Um, let's see here. Who are they keeping for the offensive line? I think you're starting five. Matt Pryor's making this roster no matter what. Uh, Valenci John Valenciano's making this roster no matter what. After that, I don't know. Jalen Moore, I, I would have assumed, would be the guy because you want to keep eight. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know the answer to that. And I don't think that we have seen the correct... I don't know how to say this. I don't know if we've seen anybody separate themselves yet. Uh, Debster didn't Moody hit a 60 yarder. Yeah, that's what they're saying. I don't know. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's got a leg. I, I get that, but yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a kicker guy. Not that I'm not a kicker guy. I'm not, that's not what it is at all. It just yeah, we'll see. Zane Gonzalez has looked absolutely incredible, and I understand that everybody loves Jake Moody. Zane Gonzalez hasn't missed. He has not missed, and he's free. Anyway, ah, oh, there we go. Seymour Butts. He says the John Chapman diary. There we go. I like that. I like that. Um. Anyway, man, you guys are incredible. Hopefully, this was fun. So tomorrow, ten a.m. John and Wayne show right here on this channel. Come check us out. Uh, no training camp tomorrow, so be a little bit of a half day off a little bit. Uh, but that's going to do it for us today. Hopefully you enjoyed this. And I know I sure did. I, I really do appreciate having these conversations and I understand that you see tweets and I'm probably guilty of this. That's like, so-and-so had a bad day. So-and-so was great. And so hopefully tracking all this stuff, I don't know. Um, provides better, commentary and understanding to what is happening out there on a daily basis. Thank you guys so much for all the support, man. I freaking love this job. Thank you guys. And until next time, stay strong, faithful.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.